take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and this is Season 4, Chapter 8. This season is sponsored by Brody's Balloons, and I have to share with you, I'm excited and pissed at the same time. I will share with you why at the end of the interview with Caroline Heyman. Here's the interview from Float with Caroline. See you at the other side. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and this is Float 17. Today, I'm with Caroline, and I'm so excited. Conrad uh, is one of my heroes, and uh, we are here with the maker of Conrad the Unicorn, the sensation from Facebook, and uh, it's so good to meet with you finally. Hello, Caroline. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank you. Um, it's good to have you. So, before we go into all of the story of Conrad, which is very interesting to a lot of people. In case you're not familiar with Conrad, Conrad, I mean, you probably don't live in Facebook land because Conrad is a huge unicorn costume, which is very cute and lifelike. And uh, it has moving parts like its mane. And you actually, you participated in Conrad in uh, a competition in Twist and Shout and won the second place. And ever since then, uh, it went totally viral on Facebook. And I guess you probably got tagged a couple of times by your friends uh, on the, that video. So, uh, but before we go into that, please tell us a little bit about your background with balloons and how you got into the business. Okay, great. I got into balloons about 10 years ago when my daughter was 10 years old and, um, typically, you know, the kids that age are interested and you want to learn how to make a balloon dog or a balloon hat. And a um, guy that works with my husband um, in his department was always making balloons and decided to show us a few things and insisted that I also learn alongside. So after buying her like a bag of 250 balloons um, and discovering Balloon HQ online, I saw all the cool things that could be done and just took over uh, with starting to make things. And she kind of lost interest after a year or so, but I kept going and got hooked up with the Michigan Twisters and got into the community. That sounds so cool. Have you been participating in conventions like Twist and Shout for a long time? Uh, I think my first Twist and Shout was in 2010, and uh, it was when it was in Chicago. So um, I had really been interested in it and had wanted to go to it, but I wasn't sure that I was good enough or that I was ready to go to a convention. And so uh, making the investment to fly somewhere or whatever was kind of hard to um to do and so when it was in Chicago and I could drive there I decided to take advantage and it was awesome. Tell us a little bit about your costume decision uh, with making Conrad. Did you ever make a, a costume before of that? Uh, sure. Well, do you want to hear the whole backstory of my? Okay. So um, I think it was in 2013 that Robbie Furman had a group of people that were meeting together to do sort of a big balloon jam down in Arkansas, and it was in December. And when we were flying in, there was a huge ice storm and um, there were about four inches of ice on the ground in Arkansas, which they cannot handle at all. So we were stuck out in the small town um, with everything closed but Walmart and one terrible restaurant. And uh, the, about 16 of the 40 people that were supposed to be there made it. And one of the things that we were working on were balloon costumes and we made a minion. And uh, Robbie said, does anybody want to get in this? And I was like, sure, I'll do it. 
And when I got in there and started moving around and then jumping, everybody was laughing so hard. And I thought, this is awesome. I love this because I was inside of a balloon costume. You couldn't tell it was me, but I was bringing so much excitement and happiness to people. And it was so much fun uh, because that's just not really my thing to be out there as a entertainer that can be seen. So costumes actually turn out to be a great medium for me. That's very interesting because I know you are, you do usually like deliverables from your home and then you don't need to do the line and all of the screaming and all of the uh, parents coming and saying, do something for my kid. You don't need to do that. And yet you can be there out there with a costume and still make a lot of people go wild. So tell us, when did the idea for Conrad uh, became reality for you? Uh, okay, so Conrad was actually the third time that I entered into the balloon costume competition at Twist and Shout. So the first time was up in Rochester, and it was after having made the Minion costume. And the um, the costume, uh, the Minion costume was made out of uh, 321s and was a double wall. So the, I took that concept and made the lobster. And when I got inside of it, I was just inside with my arms at my side, couldn't see, couldn't move, had no sight lines. Um, and it was actually kind of crazy. Um, it was almost dangerous. And so, um, so I got fourth place in that costume competition, which was pretty exciting for the first time. And then I went home to Ann Arbor and we have a big festival there called Festivals. And that was the first year that they were letting people in that weren't puppets or um, manipulating giant puppets. And so I decided to remake the lobster costume. And while I was making it, I said to my husband, I just wish I could see out of this thing. And he said, why don't you just pop some balloons and then you could see out of it. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. So I popped some balloons and made the lobster's mouth around it. And then I said, well, this is great, but so my arms are trapped inside. I wish I could put them outside. And he said, why don't you pop two more balloons and put your arms outside? And I was like, great idea. So I popped two more balloons and put my arms outside. And then I made big lobster arms to put on. So when I stepped out onto the parade route, people went crazy and I was able to run up and down the street and I was able to spin around and I could see where I was going and it was just so freeing. So after that, then I started designing costumes that not only had movement in them, but that I could move in them. Uh, so the second year, I again made a costume that was a tubular design. It was the Tiki Man in Las Vegas and again came in fourth place. Um, and so uh, the next year I decided whatever it took, I had to get onto that podium. So I was shooting for third place and I decided I needed to come up with a different design than the tube. So um, I was actually inspired by a download that I bought from uh, Tatiana. So uh, she did a really beautiful weave of a pair of overalls and that kind of inspired me to think about a way that I could do a full body costume. And I kept thinking of different ideas and I wanted to come up with something on all fours. But then I thought it would be kind of cool if it was an animal sort of rearing up and their arms were up. And so it made me think of a horse and my little pony. And then I didn't want to do a licensed character. So I came up with making it into a unicorn. And um, each year that I had come in fourth place at Twist and Shout, I had gone home and made the costume again for the parade and made improvements. And every time people said, oh, I like this better about your costume or I like that better. So I decided for the um, for the last time to make the costume at home first and try it out and then go to Twist and Shout and try to make it better the second time. So I was home by myself one weekend and I made a prototype 
unicorn. He was pink and yellow and whatever I had around. And the um, body and the head are actually just exactly as you see Conrad. But for the mane, I had just taken uh, 360s and braided them together and then anchored them back onto the costume. So I'd asked a friend to come over and videotape so I could see what it looked like. And when I was jumping around, there was no movement. And so I thought, well, I like I like this, but I have to come up with a way to bring more movement. Uh, so um, they were doing Balloon Adventure up in Rochester, New York, and I was seeing pictures coming out of it. And there was a beautiful willow tree, which I think Kelly Cheadle had designed. And it was uh, cascading chains of uh, linking balloons. And when I saw that, I thought, that would be really beautiful. That would really uh, move around a lot. So uh, that's how I came up with the idea to make that Conrad's mane. This is an interesting story. I, I love uh, how your husband came up with the ideas of saving your life, maybe even. And that was kind of him for everyone. And I love, uh, I remember Kelly's chisel's willow tree and how it just mm, was very pretty to see those chains of, of quicklings or of linkaloons. What I love most about the, this story, it, it shows how much dedication and persistence you had to, to have in order to eventually reach those videos that, that are totally viral and are like 50 million views all around the world. Of course, you couldn't plan ahead to do the video to make it viral, but you also would not be able to do it, I think, if you wouldn't practice and if you wouldn't make the, like, probably the lobster would not be as viral as Conrad. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, the, the, um, making Conrad for the convention was, um, I just figured that was probably it. And then I was going to take him home and make him again for the, um, for the festivals parade. And actually what happened was that I couldn't be in the festivals parade this year because the date was a time that I had a big conflict. So the night before, there's an event called Full Moon, and it's a luminary parade that's also part of the festival. And people make beautiful luminaries. And so I wanted to go as Conrad. And since he's white, I just put a ring of lights around um, inside of me and then put one in his head. And I walked around for a while. And when it got dark, then I remote control turned on the lights and he lit up. And we walked around. I walked around for several hours downtown in my town that night. And it was a huge hit. Uh, people were everywhere and excited about it. So um, that's also been fun to try something different and lighting up costumes. Because I also did that on Halloween with my zebra costume. Which costume? Uh, Lola the zebra. Oh. Uh, she was basically Conrad the unicorn and <laughs> made out of zebra linkaloons with a little bit different mane. And I lit her up and went trick-or-treating in my neighborhood, which was pretty exciting and fun. That's interesting. Your Conrad the unicorn design was not just inspiring to people all around the world and making them happy to watch the two unicorns dance together as well from getting ready for the parade event uh, but you also inspired a lot of balloon artists to get into costumes so there were a few uh, designs out there that were made we we both know they were totally, totally inspired by Conrad how do you feel when you see these kind of situations? I love it, actually. Um, I think it's been really exciting. And I just taught a costuming class here at Float. 
And part of my um, slide presentation at the beginning was showing some other balloon artists that have been inspired to make costumes. So uh, there's a guy in the UK uh, that's Magical Mayhem. His name's Paul Brown, and he's made some beautiful costumes. He made a um, pink elephant, and he made a giraffe that walks on all fours. And then Amanda Armstrong out in California made a really gorgeous elf named Pumpernickel, uh, who was just so cute. And then Carolyn Truby, who came to the parades workshop, has won um, some awards, making some also amazing costumes. She made a big teddy bear and a penguin and an elf uh, in a holiday parade. And then I've done a little bit of work with uh, Chad Johnson, and he's made um, a really awesome chicken costume that he sold for a grand opening of a restaurant. And uh, I love it. I love when people are inspired by it and then come up with their own original ideas. And that's been really fun to see. And it's really sweet when they do say that they were inspired by me. So that's very flattering. Yeah, I definitely appreciate your your point of view. And I think that kind of you've created a, a trend. You've uh, increased the, the footprint of the trend because uh, costumes are very hot right now and parades are hot. And, but I think that the virality of Conrad and the way that social media works right now is just... Uh, have doubled the inspiration in a way. Right. Absolutely. And um, I mean, I was inspired in my costuming by not only Robbie Furman, but by people like Glenn Lavallee that made just amazing costumes and have been crushing it in the costume world for so long. And he's, you know, been a huge inspiration and a great friend as far as sharing ideas and always um, coming up with new, exciting things. So it's been cool to see, you know, a totally different uh, way of looking at costuming where he goes for more of the animation and some of the um, different details. Um, so it's cool to see lots of different ways that you can do costumes, which is kind of fun. Uh, yeah, I agree. And, and uh, yeah, it, it was even uh, just a, a couple of seasons ago when I interviewed Drew Ripley and he has the Gertrude Ostrich. So it's definitely something, and Suzanne Herring does the right. Ostrich as well. So mm -hmm. it is something that is uh, remarkable and uh, allows you to differentiate yourself, allows you to, to have a totally different product or service to offer, which is uh, the place to be in. So what other types of services do you give? Because I I know you do deliverables, and uh, can you tell us a little bit about what is, uh, where is your passion uh, when it's not in costume? <laughs> okay, sure. Um, I think, well, one of the other things that I'm uh, pretty well known for is my floral designs, and so that was one of the things that I was teaching here at Float, uh, was a class in floral designs and just um, some of the um, various uh, styles of flowers and ways to display them in Lincoln vases or on vases and things. Um, so that's one of the things that I like to do. And then uh, I also love to make balloon people. So a few of my favorite sculptures are just ones that are personal to the person that's ordering them. So I had one that was a girl playing an accordion, which was really fun to make. And um, just some uh, brides and grooms and things like that. So a lot of deliverable type pieces. But I usually, like you said, don't deliver. People come and pick them up. <laughs> do you do you do the faces uh, with a, a distortion technique, or do you usually uh, twist them and make it caricature caricature style? What is your approach? Uh, for the faces, actually, um, I have learned to draw some fairly basic faces that are pretty and good enough. But sometimes I've also uh, used like Jackie's printed balloons with the faces, which is kind of fun, and uh, those are really nice, and it makes it easy to make your artwork look great. Let's talk about what would you tell your 
self, if you were able to give yourself an advice five years ago or ten years ago, I don't know, maybe ten is uh, too much, <laughs> but uh, five years ago about your progress, about your your journey, how would you? What would you do? Do you recommend yourself to do in order to maybe save some time or be on the right route? Uh, I think that just keeping on investing in your education and going to these things to learn from other people and trying to make things that you learn uh, a little bit differently so that they're your own has been really fun. So um, also, what I sort of approach things a little bit differently now when I'm learning, uh, for example, from a download or a DVD where I used to have to immediately get out my balloons and start twisting and following along and pausing and I'd be you know getting all stressed out and sweating and now when I uh, get a download or a DVD I tend to watch it and then I try to make the thing without watching the instructions right after that so that I'm not completely dependent upon the design or the um, person that created the design but just trying to figure it out with their knowledge obviously to make it and then learning as I go a little bit and learning techniques. So I think just kind of staying open to learning and using all the tools that I have to create some a little bit of different designs on my own. Do you have any plans in the near future about education, whether in other conventions or in some types of uh, video format? Uh, well, I think actually that's been one of the biggest changes people have asked about uh, how Conrad has changed my business and um, what I do. And that's been one of the most exciting things that's happened to me since making Conrad is that I've had the opportunity to teach classes. And um, so I was sponsored by Vitalik to come here and teach the costuming class and teach uh, the florals class. And I was sponsored by Vitalik to go out to L.A. and teach a class at Joker Party Supply, which was really fun. And in August, I will be teaching at Balloon University, which is um, going to be really exciting. And so just having some opportunities like that that I really never thought about having and um, being able to ride with that has been really fun. That's exciting. And I'm sure that, you know, meeting all of those people that appreciate your art and teaching them uh, your concepts and your aesthetics, that's that's very fulfilling. It is. It's exciting. And yeah, the, it's been really fun. And um, it's fun to see just even in the few classes that I've taught, how you evolve a little bit each time and learn some things that make the classes go better and better. So I feel like that's that's been really nice. I got really excited when I saw like Carolyn Truby's blue teddy bear that was in the parade. And it was just a really unique design that she had maybe been inspired and in based on some of the Conrad, but it was her own. And uh, the same thing with Paul over in the UK, making his costumes and, and just taking concepts, but then changing it up and coming up with something that's very different. So I really, I do like that a lot. Cool. So moving forward, guys, I think that uh, we should all take that into consideration and, you know, practice, make something your own, choose your own colors. There's other animals out there outside of the realm of unicorns. It's like Gertrude the ostrich. If you're making exactly the same thing, then you're making something that is already a specific bird. So, uh, Conrad, the unicorn, is here to stay. Uh, and there's so many different unicorns out there. I mean, I've seen a beautiful unicorn from Asia that's very, very different. But just the unicorns are super popular right now. I mean, it's a crazy trend. And so, you know, of course, people are going to get asked for them. So I would love to see some other unicorns out there that are somewhat different. Uh, absolutely. And what about education? Uh, do you have any plans to create um, a PDF or a DVD? 
Uh, actually, I don't know about costuming, but when I taught the floral classes here, I had a lot of demand for that. So it's something that maybe I'll look into doing. That's been fun. But I also made a Be Brilliant tip, uh, which was a fun video to make. And uh, so that was a new experience for me. So I'm considering a couple of different ideas for potential downloads. Definitely, if you once you uh, reach the point where you make something, uh, please let the Balloon Artist Podcast Nation know <laughs> because uh, we are uh, excited for your success and uh, we are here to learn and improve our businesses and uh, enjoy the art as, uh, as we all do. Carolyn, thank you so much for your time with us. Uh, it's been sweet to meet with you in person uh, in classes and uh, here in the interview. And I hope that Conrad the Unicorn will make even more millions of people uh, smile and laugh and be happy. Thank you so much. That's so awesome. Thank you. Hi, guys. I think Carolyn Heyman is really a nice human being and such a generous teacher. If you go to one of the conventions where she teaches, you would really enjoy it. And uh, these days, there's all kinds of opportunities to watch her teach, not just in Florida, but she's going to teach in Balloon University and in all kinds of other locations, uh, like in Chicago in June. So I just want to mention why I'm pissed and why I'm excited. You know, Caroline Heyman have created Conrad and she's created it you know with her creativity her hard work she improved designs she's created it in a way that is phenomenal and she was also um, in a sense lucky enough to have her, vi her videos go viral totally uh, but that is her uh, success And it's actually something that is good for all of us because it raises the balloon awareness. But the fact that it helps the balloon awareness doesn't justify uh, the right for other people to basically recreate Conrad one for one. There's only one Conrad. If you want to do a costume, go and do a costume. If you want to do Conrad, better ask for permission and get it in advance. And actually... Um, The, it's not so easy to get this permission in advance these days because of legitimate business decision by Tim Conrad to license Conrad. And you know what? It's the right thing to do. If Conrad is that successful and already is like doing real gigs as a mascot for all kinds of businesses and there's an entire team of people, you know, trying to push it, then no more enough is enough please do not try to do Conrad you know it's not fair you wouldn't want that to be done to you and if you want to raise the balloon awareness and use you know uh, use a unicorn design or use a custom design by all means do that but don't copy the same design one for one because that's the design of Conrad which is owned by Tim Conrad and basically Colin, Colin Heyman and, and I want to uh, read for you like an official explanation from, from Tim Conrad about, about Conrad uh, because uh, there's been all kinds of requests for using Conrad and for like asking for permission but really not not giving the opportunity to say no don't use it so if you're asking for permission take into consideration someone has the right to say no you know so here's the like legitimate uh, answer if you want to do conrad 
Thank you for your interest in Conrad, the unicorn. Event organizers who wish to feature an appearance by the official Conrad the Unicorn at their event are welcome to contact our direct of sales at conradtheunicorn at gmail.com. However, we must inform you that the character of Conrad is otherwise not available for public use. Conrad the Unicorn is both licensed and trademark intellectual property who is uniquely linked with our professional brands popdesignsandcreations.com and conradtheunicorn.com. We have invested heavily in publicity and legal fees for Conrad and have great plans for him. His recent appearance on The Harry Connick Show and 100 million video views are just the beginning. We understand that many balloon artists are accustomed to creating copies of licensed characters and may be surprised at how protective we are of Conrad trademark. But however, we believe that it is it best elevates the professionalism of the of our community when we create our own compelling characters. To facilitate this, we teach the basic techniques of costume creation at balloon art conventions around the world. We hope to see you in a class one day. And I just want to add on top of uh, those uh, brave and uh, wonderful um, words Uh, by Tim Conrad that stop it. We, we need to lead the way of the industry into an era which is not just the golden era of balloon art but also the golden era of the, ethi- eth- the ethics of our industry. And the ethics of our industry are not something that should be, you know, decided by one person. It's not something that we need to, you know, just remember it when someone is doing wrong. We need to talk about these things. This is why we also have Facebook groups. This is why uh, you can go to the Balloon Artist Facebook group and uh, read about it also on the BalloonArtistPodcast.com website where I collected all kinds of ideas by different people about what is ethical, You know, and it's not that complicated. Don't steal a design and give credit. If you are reproducing something uh, for your own use and doing it uh, in a way that you show uh, the picture on a Facebook group of balloon artists, then give credit, you know. So... It's always good to give credit, but also take into consideration that some designs are not yours to to do, to recreate. If this is a specific design, especially licensed one, then don't mess with Tim Conrad and don't piss me off. This is not the way we want to be as a community, as a balloon family. We want to help one another and we want to have a beer in Twist and Shout or a cup of coffee in Float or any other convention whatsoever. We want to be able to be friends there and not to suddenly remember, oh yeah, you stole my design. That's not what we want to do. We want to work together. Now, enough of being pissed. I'm also quite happy because uh, of George, the mini course. It's really fun. People are excited about it and are having fun with it. And I'm already working with a beta team for the clowning and comedy course, um, which is going to be launched at the beginning of June. And it's awesome. So 
I'm really enjoying uh, spending some time with you guys, the people that joined George the mini course. If you want to join George the mini course, it's free. You can still join it. You just need to be more, uh, you know, tuned to your emails that I sent if you subscribed on the balloonartistpodcast.com website or alternatively, just go to the Balloon Artist Facebook group and read a bit. So you will find out all kinds of messages about George, like how to register to George. George is the name of the mini course, which is free. And the next lesson is going to be very exciting. It's about a non-pushy, non-salesy way to sell uh, balloon upsells, all kinds of add-ons. So I'm really excited about uh, the next upcoming lecture of George. Guys, have a great weekend and I hope to see you soon next week on the Balloon Artist Podcast or maybe before that in George. This show is sponsored by Brody's Balloons. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kiwi, and this is Season 4, Chapter 8, The Tip Section. And today I want to share with you, I've been in an uh, event where there were all kinds of balloons and hats made by a friend, and I noticed that there were some colors that didn't match, and that troubled me. I wanted to understand how come... You know, some people are so good with color cho choices, like my friend Karen uh, Friedman, who uh, co-produced with me the Dance Floor Experiences Blueprint uh, in DanceFloorExperiences.com. And others just, you know, just miss the color matching in just a bit. And I wanted to create a way of helping people on matching colors more efficiently. And then I just Googled the topic and found out that someone already did it before me, which is awesome. So I want to give you a tip. Go to a website called color.method.ac. That's C-O-L-O-R dot M-E-T-H-O-D dot A-C. So color.method.ac. And there's a game there waiting for you. You can even browse to it on your phone. And that game practices your ability to match colors on the wheel of colors. Uh, the most important thing that I find in this game is to practice it on a daily manner and also to talk to yourself and to say what you see. So, for example, if they show you that uh, green is in contrast to uh, purple, then you know, tell it to yourself so that it will be easier to remember. Like say, okay, lime green in contrast to purple lilac and so on. And especially like when the combination, the harmonies are a little bit more complicated, then it's really useful to, to also remember them. I hope you enjoyed practicing improving your uh, ability to match colors. I definitely enjoyed using the tool and actually, you know, while preparing some, some balloon hats for um, an exhibition for weddings, I was using that tool also just for making sure that I'm matching the right hue of 
a specific color the right, the right hue hue as the as you say uh well guys i love you and uh i hope you've enjoyed the show see you soon guys in the balloon artist podcast and in the balloon artist facebook group and in joel bye bye